names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back, everybody, to a special mid-paternity leave edition of the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Uh, we are recording this because the Lakers held media day today. They Russell Westbrook attended. He answered questions. The Lakers answered questions about him. Rob Polinka finally answered some questions um, after canceling his previous media availability a week a week or so ago. Uh, so we have a ton that we actually have to get to. You know, just just general astonishment at the fact that they're actually doing this. But Harrison, I think we we have to start he in in the very obvious spot here. Whether you feel responsible because of all this nonsense. Run it back. 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> You get off the Lakers beat, and you immediately sabotage the Lakers, you monster. You know, <laughs> see, I think what might have happened here <laughs> was, was no, 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 let me try and explain myself. Was, uh, Motherfucking, uh, oh, uh, damn, hell, oh, uh, uh, fuck it. <laughs> I think I could land the plane, though. Something got lost in translation, okay? So I started that bit. As a way to make fun of the idea that they all these reports were like, oh, they're going to run it back, da, 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 when like this team has never run anything back. And like the idea that they would run last year's team back under like as the first team to do it under Polinka was so intellectually insulting to me that I was like, okay, I'm going to make a bit out of this and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, like we're excited, run it back. You know, this is how the Lakers are thinking about it. And then like, I don't know if this is like a lost in translation thing where they're yeah. like, oh, see, the fan base wants us to run it back. Mm -hmm. Like, they're excited about this. There's a whole, <laughs> Rob, our charts are showing there's a whole run it back movement. And mm -hmm. everybody just wants to see the big three get more time together. And that's yeah. all they need. Yeah. Uh, so don't it's give a, up your draft picks. Maybe they thought there was a whole bunch of crossover between Lakers fans and Rams fans. And they got, they saw how excited Rams fans were about running that team back. And they were like, well, obviously, L.A. wants to see everybody run it back. We're, we're a loyal town. We just want to see our, <laughs> our championship team stay together. And, you know, the Lakers, like, very nearly repeat playing champions. And, you know, you just got to give that team a chance to get it together. And, you know, get it, it's sort of like, I think, you know, some people have a different level of sarcasm reading, you know, than other people. Like, I'll give you an example. So Mia, like, had her bachelorette party a couple like I mean, this is a couple months ago or so mm -hmm. and one of our friends you know texted her but in the lead up to this bachelorette party like hey can i bring my cat and mia thinking that they were like joking just because she's a cat person she's like yeah sure but then this person brought the cat and it nearly it got so stressed <laughs> out that it nearly bit their finger off in the middle of a bunch of horrified bachelorettes and so i think media day was sort of like that where yeah. it's like you know i, I think that they're the proverbial cat here is here and they thought they didn't realize we were kidding and it just bit us. Yeah. Russell Westbrook very much seems like a cat, right? 
Yeah, he does. He does. You know, like they talk about players being dogs. Russ definitely seems like a cat. Yeah, like he's just crazy athletic. Very idiosyncratic, like has yeah. his way of doing things. Right. Doesn't really care that you don't that you disagree yeah. with the way he does things because literally said them. literally said today he doesn't care whether or not the Lakers like him. Like that's so, that is very cat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He he's got the big cat energy, you know? Like <laughs> Big cat is there's a baseball player back when I was growing up called Andres Galarraga. He was the he was the big cat. But I kind of wonder if we can repurpose the name and make Russell Westbrook the big cat, which is hilarious now thinking about it, because I think Russ is probably bigger than Andres Galarraga. Now that I'm realizing it, because there's such a size difference between baseball players and basketball players. So really, size wins out here. I think Russ is the big cat. I think that's who he is from now on. Yeah, I, th I think he's the apex predator of this nickname battle. I think, I think, I, there's just so much meat on this bone. I legitimately don't know where to start. We, we got, I got well, home. Cat, we know the cat's going to start biting it off soon enough. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's the, you know, there were the comments from Darvin Hand today saying that he isn't going to commit to Russell Westbrook as a starter. That was fascinating to see that just right off the bat immediately dropping that gauntlet uh there was uh rob palinka in, in um inventing a word saying that having so many guards dimension dimensionalizes no uh, yeah that's a but that's a palinka ism he's used that one several times yeah that yeah. was not new today but i did i did note that i was like I, yeah, rob, rob really loves this corporate jargon you know <laughs> that that sounded so much like our all all, all hands meetings where, where <laughs> just nonstop leveraging this to leverage that and dimensionalize everything. Uh, yeah, that was, that was wild. It was wild to hear, uh, Rob answer questions. He, he explained the Stepien rule to everybody. Um, which makes me wonder if he just learned it and was like excited and needed to share it with the world. <laughs> like he was just thrilled to be able to tell everybody about this brand new thing that he just learned about because he wasn't paying attention at uh cba school like just notingly lest we forget is a thing he and magic johnson actually went to <laughs> with adam silver <laughs> do you think now like looking back on it do you think adam silver was like i can't believe these people were just hired by our marquee franchise and like, i have to explain to the most <laughs> valuable team in this league this is <laughs> i have to explain the cba to them <laughs> All right, so sit down, guys. I'm going to tell you about this guy named Ted Stepien from Cleveland back in the day. <laughs> He's like, um, yeah, so I'm going to tell you about the Stepien rule. Oh, Steph Curry, the Splash Brothers. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so there's there's all of that. There was uh, LeBron showing up with hair. Uh, it turns out the the bald thing. He 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 did not go home. Harrison, you were still there waiting for him. Um, he showed up with with uh, full head of hair, kind of. Although he did say that eventually, yeah, full he, is strong. Yeah, full is strong. By, by <laughs> relatively speaking, full. Um, he did say while speaking with the Spectrum people that he recognizes that his days with hair are numbered. So you you do have that to look forward to. Um, I thought I thought though, like my favorite part of media day just from start to finish was you were getting Rob Polinka saying the right things about Russ. We, you know, yes, obviously we're still looking to improve our roster, 
But at the end of the day, this is an incredibly talented player, and we, we can't wait to see what they can do now maybe getting on the court together um, more. Uh, LeBron James carrying out that message as well, saying that, uh, you know, he said to the Spectrum, to the Spectrum people, we only played 22 games together last year. I, I, that's not enough time to get in rhythm. There weren't enough practices to get into rhythm. And now we might have a little bit more time uh, before the trade deadline uh, to, to, to get together and figure things out. And Anthony Davis was saying that, yeah, I, I, you know, he wants to facilitate and make sure that Russ can, can be Russ and all of these things. And as, as the, the mood is uplifting and people are starting to buy into the notion, Russell Westbrook says, yeah, I might be the guy that everybody hates in the office. Who gives a shit? I've still got to be professional. <laughs> My, it was fantastic. It was incredible. It was amazing. And, <laughs> and my favorite part about it was the way that he sort of implied that, or not really implied, it was pretty strongly stated that yeah. the media are probably not well liked at many of their places of work. <laughs> and was like, he's like, I, all of you know how it is to go yeah. somewhere and you got people that you have to work with that don't like you. And they're probably sitting there like, yeah, Russ, yeah, we do. <laughs> do you think like, I mean, there there aren't very many colleagues there now, right? Because Bill isn't with the athletics, so he and Jovan wouldn't like have that awkward moment. McTen is still there by himself, there from excuse me from ESPN, so he's kind of writing solo. The LA Times has Dan Wojcicki there. I don't think there was oh Plasky. There you go. Yeah, Plasky can totally relate, absolutely relate to what Russell Westbrook was just saying. Never mind. <laughs> Um, no, I, I just saw it. And look, I will, I will say this though, like Russ is absolutely right. Like I actually respected Russ's answer quite a bit more than, than the other answers there. Because like, look, Rob saying that, yeah, they, they, they can't wait to see this thing to, through to fruition. Come on, man. Like <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's insulting to everybody listening. We know all summer I mean, you were trying to trade this guy. He really loves scoring-minded guards he's like we have finally assembled assembled the infinity stones half yeah. the roster is scoring-minded guards this is it, we're good oh, to go we're, we're going to talk about that uh the dimensionalizing of of their guard rotation of 37 different people that are six three and under um no but like but like i i really i said this in slack i respect the hell out of the fact that russ was like no this is what it is we're all going to be adults here. And maybe that's, I think that's honestly the, the best way to go about this. I, I thought for all of last season, um, the passivity and the passive aggressiveness was one of the things that shot the Lakers in the foot. And the fact that Russ is just out there, like just saying it, the saying the thing. Yeah, it's kind of awkward, but we're going to figure it out. Like, I think I, I prefer that than like the, the, the entire premise of, no, I don't know what you're talking about. They're, trade rumors what do you we all we all can't wait to see and get get together in the same office nobody was buying that yeah and like i mean on a human level we've all had co-workers that we don't see eye to eye with that are like hey you know i know that you got a promotion like but why don't you come back and watch all of lakers media day anyway and do like an emergency <laughs> podcast that you weren't planning on recording and sort of like <laughs> sets you up and puts you in a position to fail a little bit like that's uh -huh. probably like how russ feels like the stars <laughs> you know did to him a little bit where it's like this is not my game anymore yeah. and i'm being kind of played out of position but mm -hmm. i'm doing it because i'm a professional and i'm getting paid and I'm going to support my family and hashtag why not. So is this, sorry, you, I bet I know that was supposed to be about Russ. I think, is I Anthony guess. Davis like on paternity leave here? Like, is that, is that what you're saying? 
I think Anthony Davis has been honestly more available than you are in general. <laughs> hey, I have been Seth threatened to kick me off of Slack. So because you were being annoying, not because you were being too productive. <laughs> Although at the very beginning of my paternity leave, that was maybe the most productive I've been in years, especially writing. It's amazing um, how much work you can get done when you don't have any work to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the, the guard thing, the guard rotation is something that we need to talk about because according to Rob Polinka, Patrick Beverly is now a six, seven, three and D wing, um, which news to me news. I know there's that, you know, hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars that people are spending to make themselves taller by like breaking their legs and all that. Have you heard of that? I was going to say that he listened to the, I love basketball pod where Sabrina suggested this. This is like, <laughs> you know, Rob's on board. Yeah. Uh, so Patrick Beverly is apparently their three and D wing. Um, Den Dennis Schroeder be out for three months, but when he comes back, you know, <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is, is apparently uh, all six foot. One of him is, is also a, a three and D wing. Um, that, that the Lakers are, are hoping to make work. But he plays like a 6'2". You know, it's above it's above yeah. his height. Okay? He has long like, long arms. Long arms yeah. is what I, you know. That was the like a 6'3 person's arms. Um, there's Lonnie Walker, I think, is probably the best equipped of anybody on the Lakers roster to do those kinds of things. Goes unmentioned. <laughs> as, as somebody who could do, to do those things. And has a mystery ankle injury to start camp. Yeah, um... There's also that Kendrick Nunn, it turns out, was uh, cleared for contact and non-contact drills. No questions, however, about five-on-five -five play, um, which was notable, I thought. Uh, I, I don't know, man. The, the, whole, the whole notion of, of this many guards, you know, you can explain it away, but it goes back to the central point that I think we've been making all summer, is that there was one thing that the Lakers had to do this, this summer, right? It, not just because the situation at the end of last season was untenable, not just because Russ and LeBron and AD, just in terms of basketball, the way it, it, the way it's played in 2022 doesn't fit, but like, but also because the Lakers are 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 completely dry in terms of assets. Uh, there was one thing that the Lakers had to do this summer, and it, they had to do it early so that they would had they would then know what to do with the rest of their roster. Um, they built their roster as if they were going to do that one thing, and then they didn't do the thing. They didn't trade Russ. They didn't. <laughs> they just. They, they, it's like it's like you know Jen and I are thinking about putting a pool in the backyard, and it's like you know in order to build a pool for us, our our house sits up kind of high, so we would have to build like a big cement block that you would then like mold a pool into. It would it would be like us building this giant cement block and then just not putting the pool in having a giant cement block in our backyard for no real reason other than to have a big cement block in our backyard for no reason and, and and you know come summer when we're when we're excited to jump into our pool we're just jumping on a cement and i think that's kind of what the lakers are looking at here when you can explain it away i could say to the people coming over well yeah we could have a pool here but just think of all the surface area that we now have in my, in my backyard did I have that surface area before? Yes, but still, now it's all cement. And it's even hotter than it was when it was grass. And, you know, I mean, building a pool costs money. And, you know, according to the Stepien rule, you might not be able to have, you know, children in back-to-back -back years if you're using, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. funds yeah. on the pool. 
Well, it's like that was that was the other thing that I found notable uh, while he was explaining the Stepien rule. Not once mentioned taking on future future money, um, which would be part of of trading Russell Westbrook. And again, and Harrison, also like clearly wanted to talk down to like the media and everyone yeah. there saying he should trade picks because no one asked him about the stepping rule. They asked him about like Rust remaining on the roster, right? And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I I know there's been a lot of talk about me not being willing right. to surrender draft picks uh, for LeBron, but let me explain to you a little something about old Ted Stepien and the rules <laughs> that they had to." put in place to dimensionalize to stop him from dimensionalizing his roster as he saw fit yeah ted stepian the irony behind ted stepian i believe is that after james worthy made his way to the lakers that's when the stepian rule was put in place if if my history if my if my brain serves me correctly which it rarely does i i believe that is <clears throat> correct yes yeah or um, that was one of the picks involved in I was, those things. Yeah. I was waiting for, for Rob to explain that to me. That, like, give me the history on Ted Stepien. What was he like as a kid? Did he trade all of his things? And, and did he have things put in place by his school to prevent him from trading away all of his lunch during did lunch he, hours? Did he read The Alchemist? You know, these are important <laughs> questions that we need to know the answers to. But yeah, I, I don't how did you? Because I know how I watched today's media day. I actually had to turn it off. I, I like I, I got sick of 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 like the spectrum people, the kind people at Spectrum trying to polish this turd. But like eventually, all that happens is you get your hands real dirty, and I just got real sick of it. I had to turn it off. I had to, I had to leave. I couldn't watch anymore because it's like they're they're all trying to 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 have this positive attitude about this roster that nobody wants to watch play like nobody actually believes in so i don't well, how did you watch it i don't know if that's true i, I do feel like there are people that want to see this team like i mean there's no way yeah their opponents year, right? yeah they're they're the teams that they'll be playing against are thrilled to see this <laughs> roster yes you're right <laughs> yeah um I, no, honestly, I felt bad for James Worthy. He just like kept pointing during the interviews, like to the trophies up above them, and was like telling the guys, "Like, I want to party when you get one of those." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, us too." Like, like James is like, "Yeah, this off season was way too long." He's like, "Get used to it, bud. If this is a roster yeah. that you're gonna have this year, <laughs> like, get used to last year's off season." No, I, know, I, I just. Go. I just honestly, so I, I'm actually going to go the other direction. I thought it was less kind of like we are trying to waterboard you with the Kool-Aid than I was expecting overall, like in terms of the tone, not the, not the TV or the broadcast or any of it, like the, the scrums. The, from the people involved. Yeah. Uh, I thought that there was going to be a lot more salesmanship of like, oh no, me and Russ are best friends and we can't wait to da da da. And like literally Pat got Bev that, did that. Pat Bev did that a little bit. But he was sort of being sarcastic. Like, they asked him how he and Russ buried the hatchet during the scrum. I don't know if you caught this. But he said they um, that Russ flew a helicopter out to Pat Bev's boat where there were, like, 2,000 rose petals. Mm -hmm. And they talked for three hours while a Michelin <laughs> – while Russ's Michelin star chef made them, like, steaks. And then Pat Bev's guy brought the desserts. And they just hashed out all their differences. And then Pat Bev left in a submarine. Mm. Um, and it was just like, <laughs> like, I appreciate if you're going to lie to me, at yeah. least make it like a Game of Thrones level fantasy play. And yeah. like LeBron didn't seem particular, like normally, you know, media day, he's like, he's like, I'm all in, let's go. Like, I'm going to talk up yeah. this roster. I'm ready to go to battle with the guys that we have. And there is a little bit of that, but they also asked him about like the highlight of the players only camp. And he's like, well, that nobody died and we all made it here today. And <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like I just felt like there's there was almost this very subtle, but to me, red is this like collective definition of recognition that. Yeah. We're kind of not where we want to be, but we're going to try and be professional and make the best of it. And I kind of appreciated that it wasn't like outright lying to our faces of there were no problems here. You all in the fake news media made it up. We all loved each other last year. Totally functional locker room. It was great. We're all excited to run this back. We never considered any rust trades. Like Palinka didn't even deny shopping Russ. He was no. asked about it and he just talked about like how, you know, like he's excited to have Russ on the, t- like he he's looking forward to what, what Russ can bring, whatever. Like he never denied once shopping no. Russ all summer. And I just, I appreciated all of that. They were not like lying to our faces. Yeah, I, I think that was more of what you Except got. Except Pat Bev, but he did it in at least a funny way. Yeah. Well, he was, it was, right. Was he wasn't, you. he wasn't trying to like sell something with his lie. He was like, yeah. no, this is a lie and I'm going to be funny while I'm lying to you. It was like yeah. a shut the F up. Like, yeah. I, like, how dare you ask why Russ and I are best <laughs> friends now? <laughs> um, I, no, I think that's, that's, it's, it's good that you're pointing that out. And, and it's good that I think it's worth noting here that, that was coming from the scrums stuff, right? When when reporters were asking the questions and it wasn't the corporate partner who was asking whether I think I think Allie Clifton's go to question for the first couple of ones that I was listening to was like um finishing on on an Usher song, the the lyrics to an Usher song. And it's like, all right, so everybody's in on this, you know? And they're trying to 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 prop it up as best they can, but I don't know. Eventually, eventually I just got kind of sick of them trying to prop it up because yeah, you would go to the, you would listen, you would get the quotes. It was actually a pretty hilarious juxtaposition because you would get the quotes coming down Twitter as you were seeing the interviews that uh, Bresnahan was having off to the side with Damian Jones and with Travis or Thomas Bryant with, with all of these people and to see the two things juxtaposition Juxtaposed. Yeah, juxtaposed. <laughs> hey. Did you forget how to talk? Paternity leave. While you were on paternity leave? Wow. <laughs> uh, ask anybody who's had a kid. You forget to do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, we. I, it, was, it was funny to see, like, you know, as Thomas Bryant is saying how excited he is to, to play with an icon like Russell Westbrook. Russ is handling his scrum, leaned back like, yeah, no, nobody really wants to have me here. And it was just funny to see how that went down. And, and I think it, it does a really good job of, of painting the situation. Yeah, everybody's going to try. Like, I, I don't think anybody's going to come up and actively sabotage this thing other than Rob Polinka. But, like, I, I think, I, I think, <laughs> but, but I think, I think, you know, what you're looking at is a whole bunch of people who are going to try to be professional. But at the end of the day, you're limited by the, by, by the roster construction. And look, basketball is a sport where it really, really helps to be tall. And like, like you look at you look at the best players in the history of the sport. There aren't very many of them who are like six three and under. You know? The top the top the, you know, it's like it's LeBron. It nah, but he's not. Oh, I thought you were talking list. about under six three. No, but I'm I'm saying oh, okay. I'm saying like the like the, the best players ever, right? It's yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. It's LeBron, it's Shaq, it's you know Kobe. If you want to put him into that group, it's Kareem. It's it, it, at the end of the day in the sport, it really helps to be tall. And the Lakers were like, "All right, here's the market inefficiency, everybody. Just a whole bunch of short people. Like we're just gonna and and 
you know, and then and then we find out that uh, one of the guys who does have some height, Brown, has a back thing. So that's some of your that's some of your wing height. Um, yeah, I mean, they said that he's going to be participating in like the non-contact stuff. So hopefully that means that it's not that serious. But right, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's certainly concerning a little. Well, but what what I mean though is that like we're sitting here worried about Troy Brown's back, and that's that's your wing depth here. Is 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 you're worried about Troy Brown's back, and you know the one asset that the Lakers had to work with that they were apparently willing to part with was was um, THT, and they used him on another guard. You know, and and it's just. Yeah, I, I understand it. Lakers fans out there are probably sitting there and they're they're gonna try to talk themselves into this roster. And I'm not gonna hold it against anybody who are trying to do that. That's what fandom is. You 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 could talk yourself into all kinds of dumb stuff when you were looking through the colored glasses of your favorite team. But also, like if the Lakers, when asked about the stuff, are are struggling to be that kind of optimistic, like it's really difficult for me to listen to, well, just give it a few weeks and see how it looks. I, we gave it a season last year. We saw what this looks like. I don't only, only 22 games, Anthony. Yeah, that's true. How many games before the trade deadline? Do you think, and that, also, do you think they'll no, get actually 22 really, in? really zero games? Cause Kendrick Nunn didn't play. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, is there anything, is there anything notable that you took from, from anything else that you wanted to hit on? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were like, I mean, I made a couple notes as far as like stuff, you know, like it, number one on the positive side, like no one misspoke about like ongoing crime or internal investigations, Ooh. which was like happening around the league. So, you know, yeah. the Lakers PR staff was on top of it today. I mean, actually, I don't know if they got any questions about that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, hey, nobody put their foot in their mouth like egregiously about yeah. either legal or ongoing organizational issues or whatever. So that was great. Uh, especially yeah, LaMelo Ball to, saying know, that he can't wait to get Miles Bridges back. Probably one that you would want to walk back. Yeah, probably, I, I would say. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, Mark Smart's comments on Ime Udoka and, yeah. you know. Oh, like that, all, that, you know, what happened to Udo, uh, Ime Udoka. I, I believe that was his wording, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. um, you know, so, hey, on the bright side, none of that happened at the Lakers today. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, I think good news for anyone wishing for good things or good karma for this team. Um, it, You know, it seemed like everyone was fine with any role uh which again is like kind of standard media day parlance but i was kind of surprised that no one came out and explicitly said like i would like to start they were all yeah. all seemed it so you know again easier to say than to do you know it's mm -hmm. easy to be like oh i'm fine with whatever role when you think that you're going to win the role and then maybe it's a little different if you lose the role that you wanted although um, i will i will say right. again i will say again russ handled that question with i thought a touch more honesty right where when he was being asked the question laughed audibly at the question yes you know uh and and like he he eventually said the right thing you know he eventually said like i just can't wait to get going i can't wait to get back to this game that i love and i can't wait to compete blah 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 but like that laughed was 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 i thought the more real moment there yeah, actually, I wasn't really even talking about Russ. I was talking about, like, the two oh, bigs sure. and, you know, Nunn yeah. and, and Reeves and all of these guys. But, uh, you, you know, that is a good point. Um, yeah. But I think, honestly, my favorite moment of the entire thing was Patrick Beverly not even being asked about it as they're trying to wrap up his Spectrum interview at the desk. Did you catch this part? 
or had you turned no, it off? By I, I had turned it off already. Yeah, so he's wrapping up his interview at the desk. They're trying to get to a commercial break, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to say, by the way, like, I watched your your post-game show after we beat the Lakers last year, uh, and you all, like, I, I just think it's funny. You all didn't really like what I was doing, you know, and how I was acting, oh, and, you know, maybe you're going <laughs> to like it now, and, like, you know, Geeter and Allie are, like, trying to laugh it off, and James Worthy on live television just goes, of course we didn't like that shit. You were kicking our ass. <laughs> And so God bless that was James my favorite Worthy. moment of it. Yes. God bless James Worthy. The, the conclusion, <laughs> the, the conclusion, I think the only conclusion we can have from media day. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, I, again, like, and this isn't me. I want to be clear. Like this isn't me besmirching the job that those people at, at spectrum are doing. Like it's a difficult job. Like this is coming from somebody who did PR for cops for a while. Like there are some things that, there is no like PR speak that help this, that, that help you through some shit. Sometimes as I would tell them, like you do have to, you, you do have to just be honest here and the honesty is really going to get you through this. And I thought there were some moments, even within, even within their doing their job to the best of their abilities, there were some moments that like that honesty did kind of show through, you know, the fact that they, like I was, I was watching the LeBron one and all of the questions to LeBron were about, how do you feel entering year 20 and how do you, how cool is it that you got to be on sports illustrated with your sons and, and how cool is it to, you know, to, to come back here and be committed to the Lakers, you know, and there were no questions asked about the actual basketball. That right there is the honesty. Like that right there is that like, Hey, that <laughs> we, we can't really ask like how you feel you're going to fit with like three people at all times that are at your knee or lower. Like, is it is it difficult for you to like think about the idea that like last year you thought you were small, but this year you might be even smaller out there? Um, I, 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 you know, I, I think they're doing an incredible job. I think they're put in an incredibly difficult spot. And I think, again, it's 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 a perfect kind of amalgamation or, or, or summary of everything here. Everybody is being put in an impossible spot. Darvin Ham, I thought, handled the presser today really well too, as well as you can when you are trying to appear excited about coaching a team that has this elephant in the room, you know. And 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 it just it just keeps going. The, the thing I keep coming back on is. Like, yes, you don't want to make a bad move. And that's something that Polinka said. Like, that was the clearest thing that he said, right? In the way that he could. But he was essentially saying that once I trade those picks, we cannot trade those picks again. And I don't want to make a bad move when I, when I, if I trade those picks. And, you know, yes, Rob, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, honestly, fair point. That is, yes. you know, that is definitely something you should be trying to avoid, Rob, if you're Ob listening. Objectively true. A lesson that you learned from yourself when you traded a pick. <laughs> <laughs> when you traded a pick uh, to get Russell Westbrook, and and it's just I understand that the, the those who those who like I know I know the Kamenetsky brothers on 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 my old show have been pretty adamant throughout the offseason about you don't want to make it, the worst thing you could do here is make another bad deal to compound the mistake that you made in the first place. Totally understand that, but the idea that the Lakers are heading into LeBron's year 39 season and even LeBron isn't sold on this roster year 20. He's not that old. No, no, no. Like he's age it, 39. Okay. Age 39. Yeah. Age 39 year, year 20. 39 implies he is, well, uh, 
LeBron's going to be 60 this year, guys. Year- Let's get excited. <laughs> year, 30, year 39 is when the Lakers will finally have cap space, apparently. is, is That's their priority. But, no, but no, yeah, no, that's next summer. I, yeah. they're, they're saving it for Kyrie, buddy. But it's just, you know, I, I again, I get, don't make a bad move for the sake of making a move here. And and that would have been the worst thing that you could possibly, I just don't see how you define acquiring the best front court player that the Lakers have had while Anthony Davis has been in a Laker uniform and the best shooter that the Lakers will have had um, while LeBron and AD have been in Lakers uniforms as like a bad trade for the sake of making a trade. If you, if you don't think that that's enough to, to allow you to compete this year, then that's you kind of saying more about LeBron and Anthony Davis than it is about the players that you're acquiring here. And, and it could like the, the notion that they're going to keep this cap space open at the chance of signing Kyrie Irving next year, which by the way, would have to happen at a discount and then would make you, and then would make the MLE Anthony. He just yeah. he wanted to save up a little bit this year before. Yeah. The guy, it. the guy who was complaining today about for like costing himself a hundred million dollars is going to take the, is going to take a discount next year. Well, he like didn't cost himself. He sacrificed it to be a hero. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. He doesn't get um, enough credit for that. Uh, but like, the, like this, this notion that that's like, that's the, that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like that light at the end of the tunnel is more likely a train that's going to run you over. Like that's not, that's not something that I would, hang my hat on is something to give people hope for, especially as you're, as you're keeping hope from them in this upcoming season. So I, I, I know I, I'm sorry. I turned this into like a rant at the end of the show as, as we have been laughing throughout the, all of this to this point, but like today was just a, another perfect example of everybody trying to make do with the best of this, of this shitty situation that Rob Polinka has put them in like that. At the end of the day, that's where they're at. Well, I think there's two things from that extended rant. Well, three things, I guess. One, it was a long rant. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, one, honestly, if we made it through a whole show with you only go after you've been off for like a week and you didn't just like <laughs> subject me to whatever insane conspiracy <laughs> theories you've been running by Jen as you yeah. kind of like try to keep this stuff to yourself and have not been subjecting Twitter to, you know, that's a win in my book. Number mm-hmm. two, um, you know, I don't really want to get into like relitigating the trade or what trades they should or shouldn't have made and whatever. I know that's not what you're trying to do, but I I do think that it's funny that, you know, in your sort of retelling summation of Rob's comments, like it's like he, and you boil it right down to, this is sort of what he's saying. He's like, Hey, I should get credit for like not making this worse. You know, (laughs) right? I could have made it worse, (laughs) but I didn't. (laughs) So theoretically I I could still make it better. You know, isn't that, isn't that what he said? Sort of. <laughs> it's essentially what he said. When he's explaining, I can only trade these picks once. If I make another bad trade, which, by the way, guys, I am clearly very capable of. It's like, guys, I could have done that. I just <laughs> didn't. Look, okay. I could have traded for Boyan and Jordan Clarkson for both of our picks. Like, that could have been that could have been the trade, guys. And that would have screwed us even more. So be thankful that I didn't, you know? It's like, yes, sure, you're right. But... I don't know. I, you know how I feel about like, not just Lakers basketball, but the sport of basketball and this notion that the Lakers are going to have LeBron James coming off of a season where he was capable of leading the league in scoring last year. The only reason he didn't get a scoring title last year is because he sat out that last game or the last couple of games. 
he could have. I think an appropriate amount of shame. He's like, this would be beneath someone yeah. of my stature. Oh in the yeah, game no, I'm to not go knocking and chase him. the scoring title. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm not knocking him for it. I'm. I. Yeah. You know. I, I think I applauded him at the time for it. Yeah, I, you know? I honestly, I respected the hell out of that because it would have um, been like, I, I think a lot of us would have just gone for it. You know, personal achievements are great, especially if team achievements are out the window. But right. like, you know, he understood that that was like beneath him to do that. Right. And, and, but yeah, like the point stands that he could have led the league in scoring last year. Had he just played those final two games, like he would have had a scoring title. So clearly he has plenty left in the tank. And the fact that, like, not just Lakers fans, but fans of the sport are going to have to watch him try to lift up just an absolutely egregious collection of talent, like, that's just. It's 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 offensive, honestly. Like to to the to to me to me. And look, I'm not. It, it's worth. I know you're probably going to say this. He he played a role in things getting to this point with pushing for the Russell Westbrook trade and the amount of of uh, backroom dealings that go on with the Lakers and Clutch. Right. It's not a coincidence. I don't think that all of the Lakers MLE signings have been Clutch clients. So like that is that is worth pointing out. Other than um, uh, Wesley Matthews, who was a smaller exception that the Lakers. Yeah, he offered. was biannual. He was not MLE. Yeah. Um, so like it's 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 totally fair to point that stuff out too. But the fact that the Lakers, you know, I as far as I as far as I know, as far as I have been told, the Lakers could have made a trade with Indiana that would have brought back Miles Turner and it would have brought back Buddy Heald, and the Lakers would have had to take on uh Tice and they would have had to give up both of those picks. Like, that, to me, is perfectly fine. I don't care about Tice's long-term money. They're over the cap anyway. It, it eventually will become another expiring that you can use to improve your roster at that time. It's like the fact that they had that opportunity and, and, for, and, and, and just passed on it for the sake of, what, a couple weeks of finding out, actually, it's not great to have six point guards on your roster. And actually, it's this probably isn't it. it, it actually, Russ they saw won't the Drogic, Bledsoe, Isaiah Thomas, Sons, and you're like, you know what? I think they yeah. were short a couple point guards. That was their problem. <laughs> they just like like Rob. Rob like spent apparently his summer at some YMCA gym where they had like a five nine and under league going, and he was like, "This basketball is amazing. We should play this kind of we, this brand of basketball is 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 Showtime all over again." Um, I, I just. I don't know, man. I, I I know. Yeah, I've been chomping at the bit. I apparently it's champing at the bit, but whatever. It's champing, yeah. Um, I yes, I've been champing at the bit to come on a show and talk about this stuff because I've been just like sitting here screaming into a pillow, as, as, so as not to wake up my two young children. But this this roster this off season was a farce. Today, media day was a farce, and it's a farce that everybody tried to make do with. But you can't make do with farces. That's what makes them farces. The offseason was not great. I, I am, I think, I mean, it would be hard not to be, but I'm a little higher on this roster than you are. I, I, don't, I don't think that it's egregious. Like, I don't think, you're acting like it's an offense to, but last year, how it ended up turning out was an offense to basketball. This, I think, is a higher bar than that. And I think that this team is going to fit together and at least, hopefully play a little harder uh i guess <laughs> yeah you know, did you know notice- i'm not willing to i'm not willing to put put the farce title on them yet did you did you notice rob Polenka how while he's been with the lakers 
his stance has been like Lakers fans deserve championships, right? The bar is championship. And today his bar was Lakers fans deserve a team that plays hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one thing that we really want for Lakers fans is that they do not realize by game 20 that their team has actively quit on them. You know, it's just. <laughs> All right. Um, I, if I keep going, I'll just keep ranting about this team. Um, I do want to, did, over the last like week or so, have you had any unfortunate stuff happen? Uh, well, I took, I took my in-laws to their first ever Dodgers game and they lost 11 to zero, but, uh, they did. They you saw history. See, yeah, we did. They didn't get to see history. So that was cool. It's not even that much of misfortune. So I yeah. mean, no, not really. How about think. you? How, how, I'm sure you have some misfortune, like taking right. care of a new child. Yeah. So with Avery, Avery being a girl changing diapers for her was way easier, significantly easier. Like the, the first, no, not the first. Um, well, yeah, the first like number two diaper that I had to change, um, miles crapped while I was changing it, which made me have to keep, like take off his onesie completely. And as I'm doing that, he, as I, so like when you're changing a onesie, you have to lift their legs. So as to slide the onesie out from under them. Well, as I'm lifting up his legs, he starts peeing and immediately pees all over his own face. Just, yeah. So that's... I'm never having children. Just, yeah. This was enough. I'm, no, was no, it, it's, it gets worse. It gets worse. So I see him peeing on his face. I'm like, oh, God. And I put him down so that the pee goes, like, more straight up. Um, and, like, he's sitting there like, what is, all, what is going on here? <clears throat> and I think the shock of peeing on his own face made him poop again. And, and it wasn't just like a, a, you know, didn't just trickle out like the first time. No, this time, just projectile stuff that got all over my hand. And so I'm sitting here, I'm holding a shitty onesie. I have shit in my hand. I have a baby drenched in his own urine. <laughs> so, so if you're asking how fatherhood <laughs> the second time around and paternity has been going. I had the equivalent of this Lakers offseason where I'm holding shit in this hand, actual shit in the other hand, and I'm trying to make do with the best of the situation. <laughs> way to bring, again, way to land the plane. Aaron and I do not give you enough credit, I, I don't think. Um, that was horrifying. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm no longer going to be having children. Are you going to go wash go your hands right now? You're a germaphobe. Uh, probably, so. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. <laughs> I'm going to go break the news to Mia first. And then I think I'm going to go wash my hands. Just like, while you're you know, washing your hands. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, be like, I just found out what babies do and I do not want that in the house. <laughs> just try to have a girl having a girl like those diapers yeah, let were me way really easier. Just like focus on that, you know? Just... Um, all right. So I don't know how often I'm going to be around for the remainder of, of training camp and into preseason games. Uh, still here on, on paternity leave, trying to figure out how to change my son's diaper. Uh, so I will keep you guys posted. I'm going to start doing more of these, uh, more of the lowdowns. Um, those are going to be coming back, uh, still somewhat sparsely, but that's the plan anyway. And then I have to talk to Aaron on Friday about this thing and, and just see if I can get it, get him to consume an entire bottle of unnamed cognac while we're recording. 
Um, other than that, I shout to everybody else who have been who have been keeping this boat um, above water, uh, and I can't wait to get back in be once more the mo- the unpopular guy who's just like no there's no chance this team is any good um as as people are screaming at me to be more optimistic so until then until i talk to you guys next time i'm anthony Irwin. that was harrison fagan this was the lakers lounge thanks harrison for for hopping on and talking to an employee or a co-worker that you you weren't particularly thrilled to talk to yeah, you know, uh, look, uh, now I feel a little bad for you. So, you know, if you were in a tight spot organizationally, I'm willing to come. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I may not always like my teammates, but I'm willing to have their back. <laughs> Thanks, Russ.